Aren't you glad to be called one of his children this morning? Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to look from afar off. We can be right there with you. Well, this is the second Sunday of this year, and we started the year off last week talking about three E's, one that God has really burdened me with for, for, for myself, but for the church, and that was to concentrate on equipping the people, and not just for personal reasons, but naturally for spiritual reasons, because if you are equipped, then, then you can know that you can live every day prepared. And, and we've got to be equipped because I'm telling you right now, Satan is equipped. Uh, he throws, and by the way, has anybody had any fiery darts thrown at you lately? Man, them boogers are awful, right? And you know what? The thing about it, he never runs out of them. So this is why we have to really be so uh, attentive and intentional on, on making sure that we are equipped. And we talked about several things last week, you know, uh, tithing, praying the word, church attendance, all those things will help us to be equipped to fight him, but it will also equip us to serve the Lord and build up treasures in heaven. And, and that's the first go around. Then the Lord says, you know, if, if people, if you will equip yourself, if the church will get equipped, if you will equip the church, then empower the church. Just tell people you're empowered. God left you. I read John 14 this morning in our uh, second growth track today. And by the way, you can sign up for that anytime, all the time, first, second, third, fourth, every month. It just repeats. If you miss one, you jump in wherever you missed. But we were talking this morning, John 14, how Jesus said, you know, I use it a lot. I'm going away, but I'm leaving you here to do these things, but to do greater things. And so the Lord wants us to understand nobody anywhere was ever intended to go to any church and just kind of observe or be a believer and observe. That's what you did when you were in the world. You observed sin, and then you imitated sin. And now you are in the body of Christ, and you are a part of the body. So you are empowered by the Lord Jesus Christ, but you're also empowered in this local fellowship. Anybody can lead a small group. You, you do have to go through growth track, and there's one question. It, it kind of helps to be saved if you're going to lead other people. That's kind of a must. But anybody can lead a life group pretty much about anything. And, and not only that, but people are empowered all the time. I, I'm on a need-to-know basis usually. Don't, don't even tell me. I, I, I really don't need to know unless it's something that's harmful or dangerous or it's inerrant. I, I don't need to know it. I mean, there's other people that can help you and, and, and you know. So people are empowered here. You don't, I said it Wednesday night. It's not a have to ask Opie everything. And so the third thing today, and I've really been waiting on this one a long time, since the 16th, you know that. Today is uh, the third and final E, and that is explode. And I don't mean you explode, unless you're thinking spiritually. 
But I'm talking about today what God desires to do in your life personally and in this church, but what he wants to do globally all over the earth. In fact, everybody in here, and there's a way to get there, really simple. It's not complicated. You don't have to have hermeneutics, homiletics, Greek, Hebrew. You don't have to know all that. In fact, I'll just go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. You know this scripture by heart. If my people, and he identified who he was talking about. He just didn't say random people. He said, if my people, which are called by my name. We just went over that in that last video. If my people, which are called by my name, will, and here goes the first hurdle you have to get over. You've got to be willing to humble yourself. Why is it important for me to humble myself? Number one, you don't want anybody else to humble you because it will go against your pride factor, and you certainly don't want God to humble you. But God can, and God will. If we can't get there on our own, God will lend us a helping hand, and how many of you know he will? He will lend you a helping hand on the humility walk if you just have a hard time getting there. Now, you may not like the steps, but God, he's gracious. He's a gracious God. He'll help you get to humility if you have a hard time making it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, that's why we pray, and seek my face. Notice when he's, I, I like that he says, when he includes prayer, seek my face. It kind of tells you what God wants you to discuss with him. As I said, we can make our petitions known, and I know we can boldly approach the throne. I know about that, and that's fine and well. But God really loves it, church, when a man is after his own heart or a woman's after his own heart, and you just choose to, well, you know what? Nobody else might not be doing this, but today I'm seeking his face. I want to see Jesus more than I want to see nuggets from Chick-fil-A or a milkshake, or a hot dog in the middle of July. I just, I just want to see Jesus. If I see Jesus, he will fill everything up that's missing in my life. And then the last part of this scripture says, now, you got to realize the preacher loves you enough to tell you the truth. Amen? I love you enough to tell you the truth. But I got to be honest, starting with me, we all rusty, y'all. So, I mean, when I say we all rusty, y'all, we have a hard time turning because this, this spirit, man, he's rusty. He's kind of locked in his way. Amen? So, you got to grease him up with prayer and fasting and, and, and seeking his face. And humbling you. And then you're able to turn. In fact, if you don't bother doing those other three things, you won't ever turn. I'm doing, I'm doing some, like, decent preaching right this minute. I'm just not worked up yet. But I'm telling you the truth straight out of the word. So we got to humble ourselves. we got to do just what you said. we got to pray and we got to seek his face. Well, how often do I need to pray, Opie? Well, he said, pray without ceasing. So that pretty much means all the time. And then you got to turn from your wicked ways. You know, the Bible says it a couple of different ways. Turn from your wicked ways. A dog 
will return to his vomit if he's not careful. So we, we know that we like to go back to where we were. Amen? For some jacked up reason, we just have a hard time leaving bad misery and memories and we just can't separate ourselves and come out from among. We do it. We, we do it. And you're going to do it unless you're full of the Spirit of God. But I got great news for you. That's not all that scripture says. He says, if you will do all that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explode. Oh, it, it don't say it like that, does it? That's what he says, though. He says, if you will do this, if my people will do this, he says, then I'll hear from heaven. And I'll forgive their sins. And you realize sin blocks, but I'm a Christian. Yeah, I know, I know. We all Christians, I get it. But we still allow so much sin to get in our lives and just kind of hang out. That's why it's hard to turn. That's why it's hard to pray. That's why it's hard to humble yourself because sin's in the way. I'm still telling you the truth, amen? Still telling me the truth, Opie. I'm hard, having a hard time. But we're going somewhere because ain't nobody in here. I'm going to start off with the obvious. Nobody in here, nobody does not want your finances to explode this year, amen? Well, mine done blew up, Opie. That's why I ain't got none no more. I don't mean that. There's not a single person in here, honestly, even if you're legit, to say, well, I could bless a lot of people, and I could really help the kingdom out. Well, there's your explosion. Will God do it? God will do it in many ways. It might be health. It might be wealth. It might be knowledge. It might be favor with mankind. It might be a new door Mackie just told you about. In that song, Beyond the Open Door. How do I open the door? We're looking at it right now. How do I see God explode in my life? You're looking at it right now. And everybody in here will agree. I don't care what animal you are. Donkey or elephant, if you are one, or just one of them zebras in the middle, independent. I, I made that animal up, by the way. I've never heard of that, but I had to come up with something. All right? Don't get tender. You're supposed to be saved and above all that. That's of this world. I'm talking about that world. Okay, here we go. Listen to me. But everybody will agree that our land needs to be healed. Amen? It's in trouble. That's right, John Danny. It's in trouble. And God will do it. But that's, man, you talk about some major hurdles right there to jump over. Major. Because we might do one. But when you're asking me to do all of those things, God's always exploded when people has Obeyed his word and done exactly what he said. You want me to show you again? You know this. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, and this was Peter, you know, the day of Pentecost. Uh, the Spirit had fallen. About 120 people were there. The Spirit had fallen. They all came out. There was a big global summit going on. And these people from all languages all over the earth were there, all nations, and they heard 120 people speaking the praises of God, but they heard them in their native language, the people from the global summit. They said, how in the world are these people doing this? They're ignorant, they're unlearned, they're of one set, sect, they're of one religion, one race, one culture, but all of them are Speaking different ones. Well, I heard him say this. I heard her say that. In my, I heard her glorify God. I heard them. They were, they were glorifying God. 
And then some smart aleck come up and said, well, they're just drunk. And so Peter said, man, you're crazy. No, he didn't say that. He said, uh, these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it's only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit. I will pour it out on all flesh. I got good news for you. You're part of that all flesh group. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Here we go. Did you hear, Did you hear that? Here it is. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. That means it's going to happen. It's happening. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord, hallelujah, probably a good chance of maybe, like, nope, shall be saved. Explosion. All from a group of people. God said, go do a hard thing. You know what the hard thing was? Leaving your house, going upstairs to a room. Didn't say anything about taking food. He didn't say take a band. He didn't say take a Bible. He said, go to Jerusalem. Go up there and you tarry. That means you just wait. Don't you do anything. You just tarry. until the promise gets to you, and then you just receive it. Don't reject it. People are still rejecting the promise today, but that's okay because where one person is rejecting, a thousand are receiving, and God's getting it done. And then when that happened, ten days went by, and then the explosion. You know why it happened to those people? Because... They went up there. And can I just take you back to that account for a minute? Do you know the Bible tells us that after Jesus rose from the dead before he ascended to heaven, at one time over 500 people saw him with their own eyes. The Bible says only 120 people went up to the upper room, though. We're talking about, and that's why I tell you, don't you bank on tribulation. Don't you say, well, I'm going to live it now and I'll just make it in. On, I'm, I'm riding the yellow school bus on the second load. I, I, I don't have great prospects for you. Because if what 380 people saw a risen Savior with their own eyes, didn't hang around and do everything he said, I don't think people here has a chance. Amen. Because we believe and we haven't seen. 
can I just ask you a question? You think it's all right for me to preach this the second Sunday of a new year? Well, do you? You got to talk to me now. I got to know you here. Or do you want me to turn over there and just tell you that eat, drink, and be merry. Don't worry about anything. It's all going to be all right. Don't worry about it. God loves you just like you are. He don't care if you change. He don't care if you love him, if you don't seek his. You want me to tell you, you just go out and you just have you a good time and just get in with the community and your circle and your friends you just, and your school or your, uh, your place of employment. You, you, you just have a great time. Do you, you think he wants me to tell you that? Well, I can tell you that, but then I, got, I still got to tell you what he really is passionate about right now. And that's people, his bride, getting ready. And you're not going to look like you're getting ready if we're still dabbling and playing in things of this world. And this is something that's been on my heart since last Monday night when I made the trip back to Charlotte to pray. Yep, I drove an hour and a half to pray for an hour and then get my car and come home. Couldn't you pray here? Okay? Yeah, I did that morning at 7 o'clock. I prayed here for an hour that morning at 7 o'clock. But God was leading me to prayer. And I, I try to go where God leads me. And this is one thing I read. Malachi, I was reading while I was waiting on the prayer service to start. I was reading in my mother's Bible. And I turned over to Malachi. Don't worry, I'm not going to say chapter 3. Well, yeah, I am. It's uh, Derek, I, I made a boo-boo. I meant Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. I gave you the wrong scripture. And... I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just tell you what it says, save time. Malachi chapter 1, verse 11 says this. It says that God wants us to bring him pure offerings. He says, and, and when you bring God a pure offering, and I'm out of line, I'm sorry. When I'm talking to them upstairs. I'm not out of line with y'all. I'm out of line with this. He says, when, when you, you, you bring a, a pure offering, this is, this is what's going to happen. He says, you're going to cause my name to be great among the heathen. Church, this is why I'm, I'm going to throw an old school but not really term out right now. This is why God is calling his people to holiness and purity. You are part of a royal priesthood. You have been adopted because Jesus shed his beautiful blood on Calvary for you. And you're not just any old skank out here that's just getting by that God just may love or may not love. He bought you so he could have you, and he has shed his own blood so that you can live victorious over sin, and you can live a life of purity and holiness. And I'm telling you, if you want to see the world change, you live pure and holy in front of the world. I don't care how bad the pressure is for you just kind of to blend in. 
You live pure and you live holy. Let your life be an offering. I'm not talking about money right now, but you need to be pure when you bring your tithe and offering. I will say that. It needs to come out of a heart of desire. You want to give that to God. But I mean your life, your walk, your talk, your testimony. You want that to be pure and holy and wholesome because that's the purity that still gets the attention of the heathens that you live around every day. Nothing else. You know what? People can spot out fakers and people can spot out pretentious people all day long. But you let a man or woman or a student, a child, you let them live above the level of everybody and all the cesspool around them. They'll get people's attention and not even try to do it because it's high in demand. People can't find it anywhere. We go back to Acts chapter 2 and you read that. There are three things that happen when that took place and this is this is uh okay it said two ways applicable or applicable you just choose which one of those words or i'm gonna just throw some redneck for you right now how this applies to you all right let it apply to you three things happen when you apply this when you do what God says to do, you live holy. You follow him, upper room. It doesn't matter. You, you, you pure. This is straight out of Acts 2. Things explode in your life, and people will notice. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you this because I love you. But they don't always understand because his ways are higher than our ways. You know, those people, the global summit that was there, and apparently the 380 people that showed up but didn't show up, apparently they didn't get it. They didn't understand or they would have been there. In my opinion, they would have been there. So when you do what God says to do, check this out. People's going to notice. You can't hide a light under a bushel. You can't do it. It's going to be seen. We've done it before in here a couple of times. We've cut every light projectors off, and I've taken, and this is 14,400 square feet in here, and I've taken a little birthday candle and lit it and put it up there, and people in the very back could see it. You know why? Because light is always dominant over darkness. You can't hide it. People are going to notice when you follow God, but they're not always going to understand because they accuse them of being drunk. Number two, when you do the right thing and you follow God, if you want to see things explode this year, you're going to find out that it will affect everybody and people will get saved. People, people can't find it on Amazon. Go figure. It's not there. They can't find it. So when they see it, it affects them. Everybody, thousands came into the fold that day. People get saved. You just cannot deny the power of God working in our midst and through a person's life. And then the third thing is just real simple. Do we have the third thing? It go people get saved is the third thing. I forgot a number in there. But you got me though. It affects them. And regardless of what people are saying or accusing you of, or belittling you, or making fun of you. You cannot stop the salvation of God. You know, the blood, we do it the other way. The blood will never lose its power. It reaches 
it flows. You can't stop the blood that flowed from Calvary. People get saved. I want you to do something. Because there's something that has to happen. And God spoke to me. I saw this service Thursday morning somewhere around 7.15 or 7.20. I saw this. When one of the pastors was giving this illustration for New Year's, I saw it and God laid it on my heart. And I'm doing it. And so what we're going to do right now, we're going to realize that in the year of 2020, there's some things, there's just some things that in our lives, we just need to throw away. I'm talking to you in here. There's some things we need to throw away. But there's one thing that's major that that needs to happen before the rest. It, it, it's like a dam. I can't get to the rest of the stuff. I can't address the rest of the stuff because this one thing keeps hemming me up. It does. I don't know what it is. Just so you won't be lost, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. It, it can be sin. It can be, I know, I know I need to be saved. Sin is in my way. And all these things I know are, are fringes of sin. But it might be, I, I've got a bad attitude. Or I'm not real good, I don't pray. I don't tithe. Those things I talked about last week, I don't read my Bible. I don't seek his face. I have a negative spirit. I give in to gossip. I'm a part of gossip. I, uh, man, I can't go down to it because there's tens of thousands of things. I don't attend church like I should. I don't raise my family up in church. I, I, I don't, there's a lot of, I, I don't give correctly. I, 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 I could go on and on and on. But you were given an index card when you came in here. And there's one thing. Now listen. Go back before you do anything. Listen to me. I realize that you might have to do this right here on the spot. You may have to humble yourself right now. You may have to pray right this minute. And we're going to pray for you right in time. You may need to seek God's face right now. You, you might need to understand that the day's the day of say, i got to turn from my wicked way. If I want God to heal me. If I want God to explode in my life this year. If I want God to do them great things, them greater things. I, I might have to get over these hurdles right quick before I can write it down. But I want every person in here, including the youngest child that can write and understand what I'm saying. There's, there's pens on the back of chairs if you don't have anything. And hey, this is not an electronic thing. This is something you got to physically do. I want you to write it down, that one thing that you know that you got to brush up on and you got to get rid of. And it might be laziness. It might be excuse. It might be, and like I said, it could be all those things. I don't pray like I should, but there's, there, there's just something. I... Or I, I'm not real structured, I'm not diligent about There's one thing I need to throw away. 
I want you to write it down right now, all right? I want you to take a minute, and I'm going to pray for you because this may be how life changes for not just you but this church and these 30,000 people we're going to reach. Father, I pray you give everybody wisdom, humility, and a hunger to want to change God. Lord, we live in, a, in an environment that screams change. We want change in everything. Lord, we want everything to change. But God in the church, we're not willing to change. We, we just like it like it is. And we're happy with it. And even the Bible speaks that we can have more than what we have. We can see more than what we see. We can do more than what we do. But God, we just kind of fell in that slumber, Lord. So give everybody the beginning of victory right now. Hallelujah. And I pray you all take this serious because, listen, and I'm not being negative myself, and I'm certainly not trying to be any kind of way that would discourage you. But you know, a lot of times I feel like probably a physician when he has to tell people things they, they don't always want to hear. And I, I, I've only been telling you good stuff today, how God wants to explode in their life, but I want, I want you to hear me now. What you do right this minute, what you write down on that paper, and it may be a habit, it may, I don't know, but what you write down may be the thing that catapults you and, and lights that little, that little fuse right there. And causes it because God said today, you know what? They got it today. They got it today and they proved they got it. And I'm going to tell you, in a little while, you're going to understand when you do that, that if you will, if you'll get rid, it's like the fast in a way, if you'll get rid of the trash in your life, God will let you see that there's a, there's a grocery cart waiting on you. And it's full of all kinds of treats. It's good of, full of all kinds of things that will bless you and help you and, and, and give you a life you've never had before when you was entertaining that. But you've got to come to a place where, you know what, I didn't buy a ticket to come in here and watch today. I came here, God, because you are in a transforming state right now. And you want to transform me so I can see transformation all around me. And then you know what? You'll see that there's, there, there, there's good stuff that you want. There's good stuff. When you can address the trash can, when you can just say, hey, that's me. Then God will say, well, hey, you know what? Let's hit the aisles, man. I'm fixing to load you down, shopping spree style. And I've already, hallelujah, thank you, Holy Ghost. He says, I've already paid for it. I just need you to get behind the buggy now. I've already bought all the stuff. I give you life. I give it to you abundantly. I give you gifts and benefits. I load you down with blessings every day. But you, you, you got to get rid of that so your hands can be free to grab the grocery cart. Anybody catch what I'm saying right now? Because I'm sure catching. And you better be glad I got to shut up because I got to shut up. 
Because that second wind just hit me. Hallelujah. I'm always amazed at what you don't study that comes out that God just really blesses you, blesses you with what, you, what he's doing right this minute. So God's got blessings. And God's got that. And in a minute, you're going to get a chance to see how you're going to start the rest of this year off, all right? You're going to get a chance to see what you do with it, all right? Because another, another word for explosion in, in the Bible, now don't go looking this up, you're not going to find it like this. But you can read it, think Genesis 32 maybe, where Jacob was wrestling with God. And I got to say wrestling with God so people that talk right won't get upset. He was wrestling with God and he would not stop wrestling with God because he needed an explosion in his life. He needed to see what God could really do. And the Bible says all night long he wrestled. And it says the man, but, but we know that he wrestled with God all night long until his hip was dislocated and he walked with a limp the rest of his life. But he said this, and I want you to hear me. You may not have heard nothing else, but check it out. He said, I'm not letting go. He told God this. He said, I am not letting go. A lot of you know what I'm about to say. He said, I'm not letting go until I have a breakthrough, until you bless me. And I feel the power of the Lord when I say this to you today. Today, God wants you to have a breakthrough. God wants to bless you, believe it or not. God wants to do great and mighty things with you. But it's time for you to do, you need to wrestle right this minute with that piece of paper. You need to wrestle and you say, God, I'm not leaving this church until I win this match today. And I'm going to do it. And you're holding it in your hand. We're going to pray about it and I'm going to pray for you right now. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, I know, God, I know that you are no respect of persons and you're going to explode. You're going to explode. You're going to explode, Lord, and you're going to do what only you can do. And you're going to move in a way that we've never, ever imagined or asked you for this next year, God. Because there's not much time anymore, Lord. So in the name of Jesus, God, I know every person, regardless of who they are or what they think, in the name of Jesus, I know every person breathing in this building needs a breakthrough today, God. They need it, Lord. We all need a breakthrough. We need an explosion like we've never had. And so, God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus and pray, Lord, move in our life, move in this place in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen.